Just coming in is that the uh, president's speech has been uh, slightly postponed or delayed. So it should be around 9 p.m. as opposed to 8 p.m. So let's talk the uh, CAF draw that's taking place uh, that happening tomorrow. Kenya, Zimbabwe, uh, will they be part of the AFCON 2023 qualifiers draw tomorrow? Like September, CAF head of media and operations. Welcome to the show. Hi, Zai. How are you? I'm great. It's been a uh, long time. It's been too long. Can you explain to us why you chose to come here and do the draw in South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me having a South African passport, by the way, because now I'm Egyptian, oh. right? Because I live, I, I, I not belong to CAF, and I belong to all the 54 countries of CAF. Uh, look, I'll tell you what, this is um, <laughs> an exciting opportunity for us. We are, we are really repackaging uh, CAF, uh, the product itself. Uh, because, I mean, in football, you've got to sell the product. You've mm. got to be able to have a product to sell. Uh, and, and at the moment, you know, we are repurposing and repackaging that. And, uh, you know, we've got great partners in support. We've got great facility. And why not? Let's then rebuild African as a product and make it a, a globally attractive uh, product. And I think tomorrow, half past seven, uh, South African time, people mm. are going to see an amazing draw on TV. Well, what can we uh, give, give us? you know, a precursor about what, what is the procedure that's going to take place in tomorrow's AFCON 2023? I mean, besides the fact that you've got the likes of Lucas Hadebe and Solomon Kalu, former mm. Chelsea, former United captain, all those people as part of the draw assistance and some of the people of the, of the Bing Trees attending this, you've got the fate of, uh, you've got the day uh, of uh, Cote d'Ivoire 2023 that begins in South Africa. Uh, it's an exciting thing, you know. I mean, maybe to change your fortunes of your country as well, by mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, by the way. You know, on a serious note, I think I, I think I think this draw is a it's, it's a great milestone in the countdown to Cote d'Ivoire 2023. Mm. And uh, I mean, we can expect we can expect some exciting matches, you know, depending on who is lucky. It's a lot. It's a, that's why they call it drawing of lots, you know. Mm. It depends on luck or unlucky to other people. I mean, let's talk about the two elephants in the room, Zimbabwe and Kenya. Countries that are suspended or banned by FIFA don't take part in CAF tournaments. What is the situation with these two countries? This is really not an elephant in the room. You know, we must not make a storm out of a teacup. It's definitely not. It's a very simple simple reason. You know, we have to include the countries are suspended by FIFA for obvious reasons that you all know. Mm-hmm. Now, the suspension... If it is lifted, uh, if it is lifted, those countries have to play somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Assuming that it is lifted before the qualifiers start. However, in an event, the suspension is not lifted. It's a simple thing. We remove the names, and then we've got three names in that group. Now, imagine if we don't draw these teams, uh, and then a month later or two weeks later, the suspension is lifted. What happens? Do we go and back and do a redraw? You understand my situation, mm. right? So, so we can't go back and do it. Okay, let's go back now and redo the, the whole draw, it, it, it just doesn't make any logical sense, right? <laughs> so we, we have to put the names uh, somewhere, and if it, the suspension is not lifted, mm. uh, we remove the name. If it is lifted, the name remains. Mm. So it's a very simple thing for us, but if we don't do it now, so we are taking a difficult decision now so that we can be able to have an easier decision to make in the future rather than an easy decision now mm. and have difficult choices to make in the future. But you have made changes in the past, especially with regards to the dates of your qualifiers in June. What was what was it that necessitated that? 
No, I mean, we didn't change the date. We just changed, obviously, the, some of the matches and moved some of the matches around. That's why they were quite simple. We want to give the best opportunity for the teams that are playing in there, that are that are qualified for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. You'll have noticed that a lot of the teams that are affected are teams that are playing in the World Cup. So we want to give our teams the best chance of qualification. They must prepare themselves. They must use some of those windows to play the matches that are going to be in line with their preparations. Uh, way, you know, I think we need to be applauded for the practical step of care trying to support the teams that are qualifying, that have qualified for the World Cup. Hmm. So a lot of it has been said, especially this weekend, about VAR in CAF interclub matches, uh, especially in our Ahli Sundowns, uh, the Orlando Pirates match. What's the reaction of CAF to this? There's no reaction of CAF. One, uh, let's, let's, let's go through this step by step. Was there VAR used in all the matches? Yes. So people have been saying CAF brings VAR and keep Kev brings VAR. Now, the second aspect is, uh, are the referees trained to use VAR? They are. Then the fourth aspect, the third aspect will be, what is the application of VAR? Well, it's up to the match official. I'm sure you can't point that at Kev. Was the VAR functional in all the matches this weekend? It was. Now, it is possible in any game that we both, me and you, I watch the same game. I am Team X and you are Team Y. And we see differently and we have different emotions towards mm. the application of the rules. Mm. Doesn't make the game to be fundamentally flawed. It just means that we both went to the same game and viewed the same game differently. Mm. You see? Now, let's not use opinions as facts. We are all entitled to our opinions, but we're not entitled to our own facts. Mm. And I mean, VAR helps you helps you towards those facts because ultimately, VAR is still going to be the decision is still going to be a human one. You know, VAR helps yeah, enable the decision. But 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 Zai, every week I watch the English Premier League and the other leagues in the world. There is only a debate about VAR. I know. VAR and, uh, I live in Egypt. Well, by every day, Every after match day, people are complaining, and they are every match. By the way, I know. So, <laughs> I know. So, so, so we must never make the mistake. Often, they are is going to resolve the conversations around football. Maybe the mere existence of football is conversations mm. and the disagreements. Mm. Now, I think you must you must uh, give credit to Patrice Motsepe, who has delivered on his word mm-hmm. to say, under my presidency, we will fix one, two, three. We had AFCON, whereby all the matches were on VAR. We had the Women's Champions League for the first time with VAR. Mm. We have Morocco. Women's AFCON is coming up. Mm. For the first time in history, all the matches will be on VAR. On, on now, uh, of course, everyone has got their own opinions, but let's look at facts when we criticize. Based our opinions on facts. I get you, Lux. Hold on, we've got Mzukisi. He's from Komani. He's got a comment for you. Uh, hello, Lux. Hey, it's always good to hear someone from home, you know. It was <laughs> an opportunity for me to speak his cause up for a change. Maybe you were not watching the match, but Ninga uh, has rebuked the hostility dish to Orlando Pirates by, by that team. It's not the first time uh, African teams have complained about that. I know they, they, they are not going to lodge a complaint to Kef, but uh, 
I should think Kev needs to look into that particular situation. Confirming the, the VAR uh, usage and non-usage, I was a little bit baffled by the ref because at the first time there was a job there who was taking the in the 18 yards area and then the ref was busy uh, uh, fiddling with his mic and did not even want to contact the, the VAR. And, and Oh, sorry, we just lost Mzukizi there, Lax. Yeah, Mzukizi, you know, Mzukizi, thanks for your comments, Zach. Look, I'll tell you what, I, 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 I actually titled the last part of your, of, of your conversation. Mm. One of the things you must know is that there is actually a communication, head, headset communication system between the referee and the VAR. And this happens quite systematically before even the review happens. The, re, the on-screen review is almost like an end product for the referee to make his final decision whenever there is a benefit of a doubt. He needs to go there and satisfy himself. The people in the van give him all the information to make the decision, to arrive at a certain decision. In an event, the referee still wants to go and even look at something. He still goes there, and of course, the final decision is his. On the issue of um, Orlando Pirates, um, of what uh, allegedly the coach said, um, I can't really comment on that, on the treatment that he received. I think uh, what the only thing that's careful we can say that is, uh, you know, we... We, we, we encourage African teams and African clubs to work together for the advancement of African football. We must work hard towards this. Uh, we must compete, collaborate at the same time. And this is very important to us, the spirit of fair play. I don't know what happened between Simba and Orlando Paris. I haven't read the match report yet. So I can only talk based on uh, the match report when I receive it. Lux, I'm looking at my producer. We've run out of time. We've got to head to the news. But I wish we could bring you back tomorrow uh, once, you know, we've got some clarity. Maybe take you live from the draw. Who knows? Thanks a lot you and There we go. Lux September, CAF Head of Media and Operations here on Sport On. This is where I say goodbye for now, this Easter edition. Let's head to the news with Madubi Mahalimele.